Ahoy Nickelodeon fans and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric and I'm covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of March 20th to March 26th. Uh, Reminder, this is the final episode of this iteration of This Week in Nickelodeon History. 52 weeks ago, I, uh, I started this show as an addition to my previous show, I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast, and I, I just thought it would be a interesting new twist to add to the show just to be able to talk about other Nickelodeon projects on top of all of the SpongeBob talk, and what I quickly ended up finding was that some weeks there was more Nickelodeon content to talk about than in the actual SpongeBob episode. So what originally started out as a very small segment ballooned into its own separate podcast. And that for the last year has been uh, subsequently uh, tied together with the original SpongePod Squarecast uh, audio feed. So if you are a, a listener to my podcasts in audio form, This is going to be the last episode of This Week in Nickelodeon History that you will see on this audio feed. Uh, Just for the rest of time, this will just become a a legacy time of, uh, you know, I'm not going to like remove the episodes from the feed whatsoever. They'll they'll remain there. The the new show that will start next week on April 1st, 2022 will be the first episode of the new This Week in Nickelodeon History. Uh, Subsequently... Future weeks will have new episodes drop on Sundays. So, mark your calendars. Sundays will be the official drop date of this week in Nickelodeon history. Unless things become super, you know, complicated. But really, at that point, I'm going to have enough uh, episodes in the can that I I should have no concern about releasing episodes on time. Um, So the first episode will drop on April 1st. April Fool's Day. It is a Friday. It is Nickelodeon's birthday, so it just felt appropriate. But then the following episode will be on the following Sunday, not like the next Sunday, a week from that Sunday. So it'll everything will still fall into place if you are listening to this on YouTube and you follow along. For you, things probably won't change. So I do want to thank all of you who have followed along thus far, and and I do hope you uh, continue to follow along through the new show. I have planned a completely new format moving forward, so I've been kind of shooting by the hip for this last uh, for this last year, kind of taking things at a slower level, slower pace, seeing what worked and what didn't. I I knew that this show would kind of have to be fluid in that way to figure out, hey, what what is the most appropriate way to bring you. This week in Nickelodeon history, what is interesting? I will tell you that if you've been listening to to the last year thus far, when I cover the whole next year, it's not just going to be regurgitating all of the same stuff. Now, there will be repeats. There will be, you know, certain shows or certain topics I may want to delve into more, and that's that's of my personal opinion. But uh, there will be more additions and changes to the show moving forward, and things will certainly not be repeated 
uh, other than obviously, you know, dates and we're celebrating it. It's about celebrating Nickelodeon history. History changes. We're constantly adding to it. So every year there's just going to be more new, you know, Nickelodeon projects to talk about. And that's it's going to expand beyond uh, even just television shows. And, and even here, I've kind of, you know, I've had different lanes of, of what, you know, parts of Nickelodeon I'm covering and with the next episode, everything will become very crystal clear as how things will be laid out, at least for one year. And I think each year it'll be it'll be nice to kind of change things up just just ever so slightly year after year and, and to see how things go. So once again, I do want to thank each and every one of you who have checked out the show in the last year. And I do hope you look forward to the show as it starts next week. As for this week in Nickelodeon history, we are starting with a year ago on March 20th. 2021, we had the premiere of Drama Club. Created by Monica Shearer and Madeline Whitby, the show is still running on Nickelodeon and is currently in its first season of 10 episodes. Two years ago, on March 21st, 2020, Henry Danger finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Dan Schneider and Dana Olson, the show ran for five seasons of 121 episodes. Now, we do have the final project produced out of the Schneider's Bakery, which is a good thing. Uh, the less said about Dan Schneider here, the better. I, I do want to highlight all of those other people behind the scenes on that show who worked on it, even when the creator wasn't around and, and had to keep that ship going. And, and there had to have been so many other creative people working behind the scenes who, who had many hands working on that show. Uh, the actors seemingly ha had so much input on their characters moving forward, and even the ones who continually p play their characters now. It's great. It's it's wonderful to see. It, we have, like, legacy characters now here on Nickelodeon, new ones like uh, Captain Man, who is just one of Nickelodeon's biggest live-action superheroes next to Pip-Boy. That's, uh, that's saying something. And that might be sacrilege to a few other superheroes I'm uh, I'm thinking of, uh, at least the li in the live-action scene. Well, no one can really beat Artie the strongest man in the world, number one superhero on Nickelodeon, but, but I digress. Henry Danger, though, uh, was an absolute hit for kids. I haven't watched many full episodes, but when I was uh, working with kids at the time that this was on television, a few of the students that I was working with, about fifth grade level, were really into Henry Danger. They would show off the characters, some of the villains. I thought there was a ton of creativity thrown in there. And I, I could say, look, as, as an outsider, it's not a show that may appeal to me 100%. Like, I love superheroes, but, you know, even a lot of just television sitcoms, it's tough for me to watch through these days. But I can appreciate top to bottom the show that they've produced. And I think it's just incredibly fun. So... And it doesn't sound like there's going to be a uh, end to any of the future Henry Danger content coming forward. So uh, it's, I'm glad to see it continually move forward. If you're a fan of the show, fan of the spinoffs, any of the characters, let me know in the comments below. I actually want to know, what's your favorite villain from Henry Danger? If you have a favorite villain, let me know in the comments below who they are, why they're your favorite, if there's any moments you love. I, I'd like to see any shout outs out there. I want to see who the popular villain of any of my listeners are. Four years ago, on March 26th, 2018, Keep It Spotless premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Simon Crossley, the show was presented by Melissa Vanderschiff. The show is a competition show, a game show of sorts, um, where I guess the point being is to be as spotless as possible, and that you would be given points based off of the amount of 
paint was that was on you. The show ran for one season of 20 episodes. Seven years ago, on March 26, 2015, Make It Pop premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Thomas W. Lynch and Nick Cannon, the show ran for two seasons of 42 episodes. Nine years ago, on March 23, 2013, Monsters vs. Aliens premiered on Nickelodeon. The show was developed by Mark McCorkle and Bob Schooley and is a spinoff of the 2009 animated film of the same name, Monsters vs. Aliens. The movie, produced by DreamWorks Animation, was the third show uh, that was produced for Nickelodeon by DreamWorks, the first being the Penguins of Madagascar, the second being Kung Fu Panda, the Legends of Awesomeness. I thought the partnership between the two entities was was reasonable. Those characters are super popular. DreamWorks is a wonderful animation studio, and I gotta say, even at a lower budget, the television animation they were bringing us was serviceable. It was funny. It was fluid. It was creative. Monsters vs. Aliens, I loved. I know it's not everybody's favorite DreamWorks animated movie. It certainly, you know, didn't blow up at the box office, hence why there was never a round two ever made, and they had to resort to this television show. But I watched more Monsters vs. Aliens than I did Kung Fu Panda just be, I mean, because I couldn't really stand not listening to Jack Black, although the, the voice they had was was very close. But there was just something about this world I thought really adapted well to the television format. But unfortunately, due to low ratings, as well as Nickelodeon wanting to move on to more of their classic Nickelodeon-feeling shows, Monsters vs. Aliens was eventually canceled after one season of 26 episodes. 20 years ago, on March 22, 2002, Chalk Zone premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Bill Burnett and Larry Huber, Chalk Zone ran for four seasons of 40 episodes. One of the most beloved and creative Nicktoons to ever exist, Chalk Zone was first birthed on Oh Yeah Cartoons, which was a uh, show that was created by Fred Seibert and presented viewers different various pilots and short-form animation programs that would hopefully be made into full-fledged animated shows. And out of that run of Oh Yeah cartoons, we actually have three full-fledged Nicktoons that came out of there. The first being The Fairly Odd Parents, the second being Chalk Zone, and the third being My Life as a Teenage Robot. As a kid, that was their clear demographic for Oh Yeah cartoons. I will tell you that both The Fairly Odd Parents and Chalk Zone in their original forms were blew the rest of the competition out of the water. I didn't watch the original My Life as a Teenage Robot pilot. I unfortunately never saw that until later. But I remember watching Chalk Zone. I remember watching The Fairly Odd Parents on Oh Yeah cartoons and immediately knowing these would make excellent shows. I want to see more of these worlds. And I apparently wasn't alone there because they also knew they had a hit on their hands. And even with the slight changes they made to the show when they brought it to the full-fledged half-hour format, it was still an endearing world to go into. And the world they helped build over those four seasons were pretty incredible. And I, I'm not sure if most of you remember this who watched Chalk Zone, but most of those early episodes also had a song that ended them. I don't know if it was the entire run of the show, but I, I can say that a hefty majority of that series had a song at the end of every single episode. If it was every single episode, then 
I mean, still, that's amazing. Not all of them were amazing hits, but there were some bops in there from Chalk Zone that you could throw on today and still be able to, you know, shake your groove thing a little bit, do a little dancey dance around the house. Um, And there's just something endearing about that world and those characters that there would be no question um, on whether or not you could, you know, do a reboot of Chalk Zone or a continuation going back into that world. But the only problem being is there's not many people out there using chalkboards. And ironically enough, that is a good setup for me to want to go back into Chalk Zone because what if an 18-year-old Rudy or even a 15-year-old Rudy finds himself in a world where Chalk Zone isn't seeing as many new chalk creations being made because everybody's using whiteboards? I don't want to discover if there's a whiteboard zone, but... I don't know. Is there? Is that a thing that exists? I, is that a new show idea? I have no idea. But either way, whether or not the advent of the chalkboard has has gone away and has been replaced with whiteboards and smartboards, the idea of of making a circle on one of these boards and going through it into a whole another world is a concept that any you know human being can look at and appreciate, understand, and and admire. And the, especially the art within Chalk Zone and the creativity that went into creating that world is just beyond me. I, I would have loved to see any of the, the production of that show being made because, wow, that just had to have been such a, a fascinating process to behold. But uh, if you have never seen Chalk Zone, I can't recommend it enough. I can't recommend the original Oh Yeah cartoons shorts enough. Go and check them out. They're worth diving into dive into that world go head first into jock zone you will not be disappointed 31 years ago on march 23rd 1991 clarissa explains it all premiered on nickelodeon created by mitchell kriegman the show ran for five seasons of 65 episodes uh, an early favorite if you are a classic nickelodeon fan Clarissa Explains It All is one of the very early Nickelodeon sitcoms that just, you know, hit the right chord with kids. It was enough of the normal expectations of a sitcom, but just with a little bit of that Nickelodeon twist. And the character of Clarissa was enough of a mood, enough of an individual that she just caught your attention. I I mean, her fashion alone was above all else an attention grabber like the second you you saw what she was wearing you go all right i i gotta know what else this show can give you and it it was a a pretty safe show by nickelodeon standards definitely compared to the adventures of pete and pete to which i've always said is is the most nickelodeon-esque live action show they've ever had and being that this was there around the time I, i thought that this was a nice counterbalance to the kind of programming that they were airing you would have very conventional seeming sitcoms and then you'd have you know Shows that might look like it's it's got all of its nuts and bolts together until you look behind the hood and you go, wow, I didn't expect what I was finding. Take with that what you will. Uh, but if you've never seen Clarissa, I, I certainly recommend it if you can sit through old you know sitcoms and whatnot, if that's your thing. I think this is a show that you should absolutely add to your rotation. It's, it's at least worth checking out. A, a few episodes at least. And we are ending today's episode 33 years ago on March 26th, 1989, Nick Rocks finished its run 
on Nickelodeon. Nick Rocks was a music video television show and aired music videos in a uh, countdown style order in about 30 minute chunks. Now, Nickelodeon is owned by the same company that also owns MTV which these days they are known as the Paramount Network, uh, Paramount Media Networks, but they have also been known as the Warner Cable Communications, the Warner Amex Satellite Entertainment, MTV Networks, Viacom Media Networks, and Viacom CBS Domestic Media Networks. I just listed all of those names, but bottom line is that these days they are known simply as Paramount. But at the time, they were known as Warner Amex, and this company rushed assured a lot of families who thought that there would be a lot of airings of inappropriate or indecent music videos on the Nick Rocks uh, programming. They rest assured at the time that there would not be any of that inappropriateness that you know you would find on MTV on Nickelodeon. This was very much catered to the 80s kids that were watching Nickelodeon at the time. The show would eventually morph in October 1991 in a bit of a spinoff called Nick Jr. Rocks that seemingly aired for five-minute chunks, uh, I'm guessing in between shows on Nick Jr. with its own original music videos, I'm guessing more geared for a preschool audience. What's really interesting is this part of Nick Rocks, uh, Nick Jr. Rocks, was produced by actress Shelley Duvall, who if you are not familiar with, uh, of course, is well known for her breakout performance in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. But what I absolutely adore her for is her performance of Olive Oil in the live action version of Popeye, who it's an acquired taste to uh, to like that film. You have to really like Popeye or really like Robin Williams to really get through that movie. But if you if you can, I think there's really something adorable about it. It's obviously not the greatest like live action Popeye that you would want in your life but the one we got there's there's something there's some staying power behind that uh that film who i adore but since we're talking about shelly i, I want to give a shout out because she was also the voice of akka on an episode of aro monsters in 1997 so shelly does have some history here with nickelodeon so i wanted to shine the light a little bit on her and hopefully we'll, we'll get to talk a little bit more about shelly duvall at some point in the future but that is it for this week in Nickelodeon history, and that also means that that is it for this iteration of this week in Nickelodeon history. Um, and that is even for me on a, on a mental level. I, I might be sitting in the same place using some of the same equipment for next week, but either way, I, I hope to see you there. I really appreciate each and every one of you who have checked out these episodes. Um, I, I would say by the end of this week in Nickelodeon history, it is certainly... Uh, far shy from how it started and and how it's evolved over time. I, I hope some of the changes that have been made you've enjoyed. I hope some of the changes that happen moving forward you continue to enjoy. I do hope that this show um, becomes still more of a, a place for Captain Eric to open up a little bit more of his personality, of, of himself, my likes, my dislikes. Um, and I, I really hope that you enjoy all of the work I continue to make for you guys. I really appreciate each and every one of you who consider yourself a part of the Ready Crew, which the Ready Crew is just the name of my fan base. If you are a subscriber to my YouTube channel, if you follow any of the podcasts that I make, if you are a supporter through and through, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for This Week in Nickelodeon History, Part 2. And 
please stay safe out there. For those of you listening out in Ukraine, my heart is with you out in that country. Please stay safe. Please hug your loved ones. Uh, and I appreciate you all. Till next time, this is Captain Eric signing off for this week in Nickelodeon history.